Hey everybody, welcome back to 9-4 Radio. Today I am going to talk about the value of sleepless nights. Um, I guess the value of the last sleepless night that I had. So a couple nights ago, I, I, ju- I just like couldn't fall asleep. So I, I, I'm still kind of getting, getting in the hang of, um, of doing a, an, a, like a later evening kickboxing class once a week. And, uh, maybe I was like, you know, still jacked up from that or, uh, I'm not sure, but I could like, I couldn't for the life of me fall asleep. And I tried kind of everything tea and like stretching. And, um, I was listening to one of Jocko's podcasts and, um, I, I usually listen to, like, I like to listen to him or depending on who Joe Rogan has, um, their long form podcasts. And, um, for the most part, you know, Jocko's got a, a pretty low tone and like a pretty, like a slower cadence. So like, I'm not going to get super fired up. Um, if I do, it's generally like a, like a slow burn, like deep enthusiasm versus like a cheerleader. So, um, so I was listening to, to his interview with a, a guy named Dakota Meyer and Dakota Meyer is a medal of honor recipient, uh, Marine. And he was talking about, uh, a lot of things. I mean, it was like a three hour interview and the, like not the dark side, but like the real, like the reality of being a medal of honor recipient and what that entails. And a lot of it is like reliving trauma because anybody that earns the medal of honor does so more than likely on the worst day of their life. Um, and that, that was the case for Dakota. And, uh, I can't recommend that interview any, like, I can't encourage you enough. It's, it's a fantastic interview. It's very wide ranging. Um, I could probably make two or three like response episodes just based on some of the things that that they talked about, and this episode is actually going to be uh, one of those. And um, one of the analogies that Dakota used just for life is it's it's kind of like a haunted house. And I like I didn't like I know what you're probably thinking because I thought the same thing too. I'm like I don't know where you're going with this, but let's see. Um, and in a haunted house, when you're going through the first time, everything is uncertain, like everything is unknown and everything is scary. Like, you know that you're walking into unknown, but like you, you don't, every room you go into, it's an unfamiliar space and like, you don't know what threats are there. Right. So like when you're walking through a haunted house, you're always kind of on, uh, but the trick is, is that once you've been through a room, it's not as scary because you know what's in there. And it's not to say that all of the threats are gone. It's not to say that you like you'll never get scared again. But um, when you walk through a room at a, in a in a haunted house. When you walk through the second time, you're going to kind of have an idea of what's, what's coming. And he talked about, so like, so from that analogy, 
I thought to myself, well, then that's where our superpowers are. Everybody has their own life experience and, and it all kind of ties everything together, right? Because like, um, your own life experience draws, you know, all of, the um, you know, perspective and, and all of that. And what everybody can contribute is their perspective from the different rooms of the haunted house that they've walked through. And it's not to say that once, you know, once you tell all the secrets of this, of this room in the haunted house, anybody else that walks through behind you, they're still going to have their own experience. And it's not going to be exactly the same. And also, they're going to go in with like an expectation and it's going to be less scary. So I went into the woods uh, a couple days ago yesterday and um, I was really thinking about that because I'm, you know, I'm in a position where I, I have a very like solid opportunity to like to get a daytime job. And I'm also in a very precarious situation because I really think the outdoor mindfulness is going to take off. Like there's just a lot of, there's a lot of balls in the air and there's, um, there's a lot of uncertainty and there's, you know, there's just a lot of like, as a solo, you know, business person, like, um, I don't have a team. Um, it's, it is like it's kind of a it's kind of tough to get that um like that validation or like that social proof that like you're really doing anything so i went into the woods because i was thinking about all that and um i i was trying to figure out what my superpower is because though like the one thing that's holding me back uh just from a business standpoint is like that it's that elevator pitch. Like, what do you do? Oh, t- because it's not that nobody is interested. I mean, people see, you know, posts of, you know, me going into the woods and like, it's got to be for a reason. And like we've talked about in a lot of previous episodes, I, I don't have words for the things that I do. And it's frustrating because I'm generally good with words it just in like it just feels good and it's like you'll know it when you feel it like it's it's true but it's also important to like realize why you know i like i know it's good i know it's good for me i know it's good for other people like i i know it could be helpful for other people um i like i I built nine, four coaching, uh, and like there, there's just something there, you know, and I went into the woods and that was kind of like my intention is like, all right, well, let's, let's see what we find. But boy, it'd be super cool if I could figure out, I could figure out my superpower. Um, so I sat by some streams and kind of walked, you know, just kind of walked on some different paths, uh, out in one of the local state parks. And, uh, I hadn't been there in a while and it was, it was kind of like looking at it with new eyes. It was, it was really neat. Uh, I, I mean, I'm familiar with the, with the trail, but I, um, 
it, everything just kind of looked it it was familiar enough but it it was also like it looked new to me so i don't know that's 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 caveat uh it's a side note um but i walked through the the woods and um you know and just kind of thinking and pondering about all this you know what what rooms have i been in that like extending the haunted house analogy what what rooms have i been in that would be beneficial to talk about and it it wasn't like a lightning strike but it was it was it's the exact same things that i'm not like embarrassed to talk about but it's the things that i i don't have words I didn't have words, I guess, um, or there, you know, there's still like some, some wonkiness or some wooginess surrounding it. And it's the fact that I've transformed roles or identities like in my life. And it's that residual, like, um, it's the, it is that residual weirdness from, from not being who I thought I was. And realizing that everybody does that. And that's my superpower. What I mean by that is, you know, I was like, it, when I was in high school, I, was, I feel like I was a very good citizen of my small town. You know, like I was... I was an athlete, but I, I wasn't like a star athlete. So like that wasn't my identity. I was a, like, I was a a peer youth worker, which was awesome because I got to like help. I got to, to like help people with actual like homework subjects or like school subjects, but then also like be, you know, a, a high school, like a, an upper level high school person and uh, that, you know, elementary and middle school kids look up to and like be a person and like help them navigate things other than like, you know, you get to, you know, I I went there to help with math. And then as a bonus, you just like learn life skills and that, you know, some of that like social validation and uh i was on student council so like i i wasn't the best at anything but i did a lot of things so like i consider myself just like a good citizen of the small town of hazen north dakota and uh when i when i left i remember when i when i graduated i wanted to be like anonymous i wanted to like be done and i i don't know why that's the case but i i did like i wanted to like not take an active role in student government. Um, I, I didn't have a choice on athletics. I like, I wasn't that super athletically gifted. Um, and I, I joined the guard and like, that was, I, <clears throat> I chose to walk away from like being a, an active <clears throat> member or citizen in the community that I was in. And I was going to be a member of the guard. Like that was my thing. So then I was a soldier and I mean, I like threw that identity on and wore it for the next 20 years. And for 
19 of those years, I mean, I, I was a soldier. And for 16 of those years, um, I was a full-time soldier. And that, that was my job. And that was who I was. That was everybody that surrounded me was in the guard. Uh, I, I don't even, I don't think I had friends that weren't in the guard. And I, and that was it. And then, uh, and then one day I couldn't like, I wasn't a soldier anymore. You know, one of the, like, I, I did choose to retire. So like, that was my choice to retire. Uh, and I also chose to, to resign my full-time position. So like, those were two choices that I make, like made, nobody told me I had to leave. It was like this feeling that, and it wasn't that I wasn't good at it or I, I wouldn't have been able to stay, but I just like, I had this rock in my shoe and I needed to like take it out and taking it out meant, meant leaving, you know, leaving the full-time force and, and then retiring very shortly after I got my 20 years. And, um, then I became, uh, a, a CrossFit coach. Like I, I immersed myself in the gym. I immersed myself in becoming a coach. I immersed myself in the entire, like my world shifted from, I didn't know anybody who wasn't in the guard to, I didn't hang out or know anybody who didn't go to the gym. I completely immersed myself in that role. And in that identity of a coach and an athlete and, you know, a person that, you know, that, that was my thing. And then the, the same thing happened. Uh, I got a, like, I got a rock in my shoe and I had to take off that role. And that was precipitated, you know, with the, you know, I've talked about training camp for the soul a ton of times. And, uh, that was that was the the catalyst for a tremendous amount of change. So not only did I remove the role of CrossFit coach, I removed the role of wife and um, straight and um, I guess a West Fargo, North Dakota resident. Uh, you know, like I, I removed a lot of, like foundational identities. And I've, I walked through those rooms. And that's the thing. Like I've, uh, not that I'm, I always say that I like, I never regret a decision that I've ever made. And that's the truth. And it's, there's that slight, um, there's there's a slight bit of like wonkiness or wooginess or shame or whatever you want to call it in saying that it's almost like a qualifier and i i didn't realize it i felt it but i didn't have words around it very like very similar to to uh to to what i talked about you know earlier in the episode is i i I didn't realize that I was still carrying that around. But I went into the woods and I sat next to some water and I don't know how it works. I just know that it works. And um, 
that's my superpower is um like reinventing roles like reinventing your role uh reinventing anybody like reinventing my like my identities and my roles i mean i went from like a citizen you know a citizen to a soldier to a coach to none of that you know um and i i i don't yet have like a really great title of like what i am now and i think that's a good thing i think um it's nice like it's nice to have boxes to like put yourself in and have labels to like give people an indication of like what who you are and what you're doing obviously like um put like having a label like wearing a name tag helps people it's more welcoming like people can like look across the room make a decision to be like oh do I want to talk to this person or not when I because I don't have a label because I you know and I'm it's it's tougher to build that credibility and it's okay like that's 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 what it is like that's the thing now you know like that's the thing is i just need to put words around the, now that i have more words around this feeling um i can start to like i can kind of start to build out you know sentence structure and words around it and, and a description and all that it's almost like um you know, the picture's becoming more clear and I'm getting an artistic ability to actually like draw what I, what I see. So, uh, and that's definitely analogy because I am not a great drawer. Uh, I'm far better with words. So, um, I'm just, I'm getting more language around, around it. And I'm, and I recognize like the, um, I recognize that the, I'm, that I'm still carrying around like this weird, um, or I had been, uh, I mean, I probably still am, uh, to a small extent, um, like this wonkiness or this whatever shame surrounding like my superpower and the, the um like the experience you know instead of instead of like hey man i know what it's like to be in a job for 16 years and not be fulfilled and and be very outwardly successful and not feel good and wonder why and like have to positive self-talk yourself to go to a job that pays very well that I literally couldn't get fired from and and like to leave that to like walk away and then have to like figure out who you are if like who am I if I'm not a soldier right like I had to do that uh same thing like uh so so leaving your career that's that is a role that most people are going, or that's like a, a, a transition that most people are actually going to go through. So whether it's retirement, like actual retirement, or just changing jobs, or going from like, not even changing jobs while you have a job, you know, like walking away and kind of walking into the unknown, um, because it feels right. I know about that. It's not great. 
Um, but it's, it's worthwhile. It's worth doing. Um, same thing with like leaving the role as like a married person, right? They're like divorce is so common and still like there's shame surrounding it. And I, I think it's because Maybe it's society, but like, you know, you go in and you're making a promise and then all of a sudden you're like, oh man, that didn't work out. And like, I know I said forever, but like, I didn't, it didn't work out that way. Even under the, like the best of circumstances, leaving relationships is a thing that happens all the time. And you have to, like, reinvent yourself. You know, figure out who you are when you're not in a relationship or when you're not in a relationship with, like, that that person or when you're transitioning that relationship with that person, right? Because um, depending on if you have, like, pets or kids or just, like, a good friendship, that that role, that marriage is, that's going to, that's going to transition. You got to figure out, like, got to figure out, like, the new, the next thing. Like, what does that look like? Make your own rules, make your own, you know, make your own norms and, and, and all that. And, uh, and, and like, kind of the same thing with, like, coming out. I don't know. Like, I, I, I look at, like, old like older I don't know like not that much older like 15 years ago it was a it was a huge deal um not really the case anymore and I think that's just like I'm fortunate a because like I there's this uh thing about me that I'm like feel pretty good about like who I am and I, I've come to realize that that's not always the case like I'm so used to unconditional like support and love that when I when I don't get it or when I like don't I don't know um I can feel it when it's not there like when things are conditional like I I don't do well under those circumstances. And I have my family to thank. So, like, I know what it's like to walk through these rooms of, like, having to... Oh, man, like, I'm leaving this career. You walk into that room in the haunted house, and, like, there's some real not great things in those rooms and that's okay there's like not great things in a lot of rooms there's like not great things uh like that's life there's there's devastation and there's beauty no like nowhere did anybody say that like life was supposed to be like unicorns and rainbows and sunshine every day and that's okay it's like um 
it, you know, it's, it's the learning to dance in the rain and it's the learning to, um, like the cloudy days or the sadness, like that only enhances the really great days and the joy. But when you've never been through those rooms, they're very scary with like, they're very, like the thought of going through those rooms and the fear surrounding it will keep people from walking through those rooms who should be going through those rooms, right? And so what is that even like? I feel like I'm wrapping myself into a lot of analogies, but the fear of how can I ever explain leaving the military? How could I ever, how can I ever leave this secure? And it doesn't even have to be the military. How can I ever explain leaving this job? We'll keep people in a job that they hate. Not wanting to not wanting to, to walk through the divorce room will keep two people in a marriage who would be happier transitioning their relationship. You know, not wanting to go through the, the coming out room will 100% keep people from loving who they authentically love and being who they authentically are. And that, like, everybody has different rooms that they've been through, and these are mine. I probably have more rooms that I've walked through that I can't even think of, like, I can't even think of right now, but I think it's important to realize the, the power of that and to really step into that leadership and really step into that, like, empathy and really, like, not to beat anybody over the head with it, but put that in the world, and that's what I'm doing right now. Like, I know exactly what it's like to have to re to like get to reinvent yourself all throughout life so that's who 94 coaching is for it's for people who are in the process of reinventing themselves or who will be in the process of reinventing themselves and want to know what it's like to walk through those rooms because I can't I can't walk those rooms for you but I will sure as hell give you an amazing debrief of my experience and I will also give you the space to have your own experience and like process it and talk about it because more than anything that's what people need. You need to know you need to know kind of what to expect. And you need room to have your own experience. And that's important. And that's that is why I go into the woods and that's why some sleepless nights are incredibly worthwhile. 
And that's the direction, like that's the direction 9-4 coaching is going into. It's, I'm here, right? I'm here, the, just like documenting my experiences going through these haunted house rooms. And I'm sure I will use all kinds of different analogies. That's why I love listening to podcasts because I get new analogies every day. But that's it. That's, that's why this exists. That's why you're here listening to this. That's why you're continuing to listen to this. And that's what I'll continue to do. And that's why it's important. Some of your biggest failures make you the most qualified to talk about those things. I listened to, uh, I never, I didn't get it. I will 100%, this is my, kind of my, like my last caveat. Um, I've heard this before. I, I've heard it on TED Talks and like, um, like I'm, I, I'm currently like immersed for the next, I don't know, eight weeks into like the active life, uh, active life, um, professional consulting, coaching, um, business. And so their, uh, founder, Sean Pastuch, he, he's talked about this before in like multiple different podcasts. And if you're not, like, if you're in the fitness space or if you're in the, not, I hate to say sales, but, like, an entrepreneurial, like, trying to figure out who you are and who you want to serve and, like, really getting past your own, like, nonsense about telling your story, he's really a great follow. Active Life Professional is really a great follow. Anyways, that's, like, I am 100% not being paid by them or have any kind of discounts um it they're just good people doing good things right so dr sean he has said it like i said in multiple interviews and and multiple episodes of his own podcasts and multiple posts that he has failed a ton of times uh he's failed he's failed and and failed and failed and failed and what makes him qualified to he coaches and consults gym owners. He has failed at being a gym owner himself. He will say that too. Like, look, it's not like I'm talking to, talking behind his back or anything. And there's a lot of imposter syndrome that surrounds that. Like, how am I supposed to tell these gym owners how to make a bunch of money when I've failed at it? What's the one thing that prevents successful gym owners? Fear of failure. That's what makes him credible. That's what makes him qualified. He's done it and he's failed and he knows exactly what that feels like. He knows exactly like the road to failure. He's been on it. And he can like help guide and and that's what really drove it home for me. I know exactly what it's like to succeed and fail in the military. I know exactly what it's like to be a soldier 
one day and then have nobody at like have military service shrouded in mystery. None of my, like almost none of the people that I hang around with now know anything about the military. And it, it goes one of two ways. Like it's either like the most heroic thing in the whole world, or it's like a completely blank space. And I love that. Like, I don't love the like heroic part, but I, I, I know what it's like to have your military service, like, not be the first thing that someone thinks about you when it has been, like, the thing that completely, completely, uh, my identity was completely wrapped up in. Same thing with, like, coaching. I left a gym that I gave my existence to for three years, and... To not be that, uh, like, I know exactly what it's like. Same thing, you know, I, long way, I I feel like I'm, I'm getting like kind of off the rails, but like, I've done that. And those are the things that I had considered as failures, but they're not. It's just time and experience. And I'm so proud to be who I am today. No longer am I going to qualify anything with, you know, I would never regret. I never regret. I'm done saying that. I'm so proud. That's my new, like, that's my new um, tagline. I'm so proud. So if you've, literally, if you've hung on to me for these 33 minutes, that's the nugget. I am so proud. Take a look at your, what you would consider your biggest failures and your most resiliency and be so proud. Just say, I am so proud that I survived. I'm so proud that I had that experience and I am going to take that and I'm going to help somebody else. One other person, whether you know it or not. We all have superpowers. You can find yours too. Once again, if you want to talk about anything, if you have any ideas for an episode, um, hit me up on social media, Instagram, Facebook, uh, 9.4.coaching at gmail.com. I got a website, 9NINE, the number 4, coaching.com. Uh, I would love to have more conversations about this. This is, this is the essence of of my work. And I'm so proud to be able to, to put some more words around it. So until next time, have a great day.